trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it. Just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Thank you for checking out the Get Happy With Jay podcast. I'm your host, Jatan Woods. If you're loving our theme music, the name of it is Get Happy by Jeremy Rain, written and produced just for this podcast. Speaking of the podcast, from its very inception, I intentionally chose for it to be a positive listening experience where you come for education, encouragement, and yes, fun. I wanted an emotionally safe space that is healing and uplifting. I'm excited to be able to talk about another healing space on the web, and that's the Caring Bridge. Many of you are probably familiar with this website service as about 1 in 13 Americans have used the site to offer hope and positive thoughts to friends and loved ones suffering through a health crisis. The mission of Caring Bridge, as stated on their website, is to amplify the love, hope, and compassion in the world, making each health journey easier. I became aware of the site a few years ago when a co-worker had a child who was having major surgery, and she set up a page on the site where we could get updates about the child's progress. At the time, I thought, what a wonderful way to reach out to the dozens if not hundreds of people who were rooting for her little one. I had another friend tell me that her daughter had used the site when her son was battling cancer and what a healing effect it was for him to have all that positive energy sent his way. I'm pleased to be able to talk even more about this awesome website for those in the process of healing with the current CEO of Caring Bridge, Lawana Ohala. Lawana brings to Caring Bridge business skills, legal expertise, and many years of experience in e-commerce. She has has received awards and accolades by the dozens for her impressive list of accomplishments. She brings know-how and heart to the Caring Bridge. Welcome, Luana. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, I am so pleased to be talking to you. Um, Part of your bio states that Caring Bridge is an impactful organization at the intersection of healthcare, nonprofit, and technology. Can you tell us in more detail what is Caring Bridge and how it kind of marries all these areas into one? Sure. Uh, It's well, first of all, we've been around for 21 years, and we were the first social network. And you think about all the other ways that you communicate on digital. We predated all of them just celebrated our 21st anniversary this year in June. And really what's very unique about what we do is first we were first, but we're also the most widely used social network focused on health. Mm -hmm. And we're a nonprofit. And our founder made that very smart decision very long time ago in our history. And we really are only focused on health journeys and supporting patients, caregivers, and the communities that, uh, that they really need during a very vulnerable time in life. So we have to intersect these three industries, nonprofit, technology, and healthcare, all at the same time. 
with a fairly small team um, serving about 215,000 people a day. That's incredible. Um, Talk to us more about your background and what drew you into Caring Bridge, because with your impressive bio, you could have literally been doing anything. So that says a lot about you that you chose Caring Bridge. Thank you. I, you know, I've, I've been very lucky. I've had some very interesting career choices and career experiences in the for-profit world. And I took a pause and decided, you know, before I go leap into the next for-profit opportunity, let me take a look around and see how I can still stay in digital and do something that's around creating a digital experience that really makes a difference to people. And I was very interested in the healthcare space. And then a friend who told me about CaringBridge said, you know, this might be something really interesting for you because of the person that you are, you care about others, you're compassionate, you've gone through a caregiver experience in your own personal experience, and this might be really interesting. And then I met our founder, and I realized with the skill sets that I had in the for-profit world, in e-commerce, as well as operations, um, and leading digital teams as an executive for for that about 12 years, I thought I could really help her position this for a really great opportunity for people to be connected and see positivity with technology. And so it's been a really fantastic experience. I've been here for about three and a half years. Mm -hmm. I started as the COO and became the CEO about two years ago when our founder retired last year. I'm really impressed with the website. In preparation of the interview, I've spent quite a bit of time on it. And I love the layout of it and the ease of use. Has that been intentional? Because it seems like really pretty much anyone can get on and and start their site. That, That is very intentional. You know, it's one of those zones that we live in in technology Users really have an expectation that anything they do on the Internet is easy and simple, and there's not a lot of barriers to do the thing that they need to do. And what's really important for us is that when people are in this vulnerable place in health, not just the patient, but the caregiver and, and their family and friends, that we try to let them get to the thing that they need to do, which is to connect their community and, and activate the support they really need um, during that time. So that really is uh, a very important aspect of creating a user experience that is positive and very focused on what they need to do. And also, I love personally the testimonials on there about the people that have used it and what a help it was in their healing journey. Is that impactful for you as well? Oh, so, so impactful. You know, I, I will say that it's not often in your career that you get an opportunity to hear that kind of direct feedback in a way that is a very intimate part of, of people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, working in digital commerce, you get feedback on the checkout and the, and the product they purchased and things like that. But for people to want to share their very personal journey with us and express to us how grateful they are, you know, it's, it's very meaningful for the team. You know, we're a pretty small team. We've got 42 people here in Minnesota running a social network. Um, and so we really have to make sure that we're highly motivated by the experience that we're providing others. And we, we know from what people tell us, it is really meaningful to have that social support during, during a health journey. And I am really loving the entire concept, but the word compassion really stands out to me in your mission statement. And I think that's especially needed in the world that we're living in right now because we see these great divides Mm -hmm. 
you know, nasty civil discourse and everything. Yes. So it's well, wonderful to have any kind of positive space that you well, can have. Exactly. And it's not always a happy reason that people come to Caring Bridge. But yes. what they discover in that community is there isn't an invitation on Caring Bridge to have different kinds of conversations other than what's focused on the patient caregiver and their exactly. community. So no one is, we don't do anything to, to invite political discourse or people aren't free to sort of we don't we don't sell ads which is a very important part of what we do you know our mm-hmm. our service is powered by the generosity of our donors and so we don't have to create a cluttered location for people to have these meaningful discussions about something really important to them. And I think that was a really fantastic decision by our founder long, long ago, that we weren't going to do things like sell ads, sell data, sell your information, and we want to give our users complete control about Mm -hmm. the level of privacy that they really want. And I, I agree with you. I think that's so needed right now. When you are looking around in the in the landscape of many segments of our society who are mm-hmm. feeling alienated and are going through very difficult things, policy-driven or not, um, I think it's really important to cling to universal things like the power of community. Yes. And I, I really feel strongly that the power of a community can help people heal. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we get to do here. Absolutely. And you do it so well because just the, the two stories that I'm aware of, I know firsthand how it makes a difference. And I'm just such a believer in like positive energy, the power Absolutely. of prayer, all that, anything that you can do to help a person when they're going through a difficult time. You know, this is one of the best ways possible to do it. What do you foresee as the future of Caring Bridge? How would you like it to grow and make any improvements? Thank you for asking that. We have a lot of things planned for the future, and I would say they're in in multiple zones. One zone is one of the things we we already talked about, which is how do you continue to improve the user experience, and there's two dimensions of that. One is how do you let people tell their story in a way that they want to, because for a very long time we've been about writing and providing updates, but there's lots of other ways people tell their story today. People do that with audio, and people do that with video and photography, and so some of the things that we're building out for the future in the experience itself, we, we feel will address giving people options in the way they want to tell their story. And then the second way is the other part of that community, which is the people and the, who come to the community and want to get the updates and also want to do something. Mm-hmm. So that dimension is really a, more about how do you give people options on how to help in a way that's connected to the help that people want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you think about back in the days where way, way long ago before technology, what did you do? You, you know, a lot of communities would go to service on a Sunday and they would hear about someone sick and then people would show up on their porch and bring a casserole or a lasagna or, or something or, or offer to, you know, mow the lawn or, or um, Watch shovel the, the kids. snow yeah. mm-hmm. or, or give them a ride or just sit with them. And so there isn't really a very um, universal experience in technology that allows people to do that in a digital way and sort of sign up. One of the analogies I use for this, what we're, what we're envisioning for the future and we're working on right now, is the idea of a registry where people can articulate their needs mm-hmm. and that the community can fill them. And I think that's naturally happening in these Caring Bridge communities online. 
mm-hmm. but we want to make that even easier. Flippantly, I say that we're trying to solve the lasagna problem. Because <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Right? People bring a lasagna, and then, first of all, they don't eat lasagna, and now they have five lasagnas, and then they have to get rid of one, and then they feel guilty, which is the exact thing you don't want them to feel. You want right. them to feel supported. And, and it might and not be loved. the healthiest thing for exactly. them either. Right? Yeah. So when I say solve the lasagna problem, I really mean mm-hmm. how do you let a community help in a way that's connected to what they want yes. or need. And so that's that's a, a very big part of our, our future strategy, how to make that very easy. And so what I worry about today is that people who, who have this love, hope, and compassion for the patient and the caregiver, right now they don't know what to do. So they're doing nothing. And that's probably the worst thing you can do. Yeah. But sometimes people are afraid because they don't know what to say or they don't know how to help. So they're, you know, they're, they're paralyzed from doing anything. And that's what we want to unlock, that potential for humans to care more and to to provide that love, hope, and compassion to a patient and caregiver who really need them. Yeah, and it's great because of the power of the web and the fact that you can be anywhere. You can have loved ones that can't physically be there for you because they may be across the country, maybe even right. in another country, but they can still contribute in a meaningful way. Exactly. It brings us together in a way that's unique to this time. Yes, and, and that's, those two dimensions I mentioned are really about the program itself. But the other part of what we're working on in the future is how do you have more people learn about CaringBridge in the moment of need? Yes. Because we're a free service. We're for any kind of health journey. We're healthcare network agnostic, meaning if you are in a uh, healthcare network system in Georgia and then all of a sudden you're moving to California and you work for a different employer because now you're on a different healthcare network, that will follow you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. We've never retired a CaringBridge site. So that 21 years ago, if you started a site, it's still there. Oh, that's amazing. Um, And that's an amazing, it is amazing and a really great decision, again, by our founder and and her leadership team in the past that, that these stories of hope and healing are not important just for the moment you are in now, but also for the future. Because there's a lot of celebration that goes on that when people get past these journeys that I think are important to pause and say, hey, I really got through this. Yeah. Now I want to look back and learn, what was my mindset? How did I get through it? And, and maybe my daughter, who's now older and can read this, might want to understand me better. Mm-hmm. I understand. So there's a, there's a memorialization, a, a celebration vehicle that I think we also provide. Yes. Um, and I can imagine being someone that, you know, has gone through an illness and then you can look back on it and, of course, see, you know, um, the power of hope and healing in your life. But imagine someone else that is now going through what you went through maybe yes. five, ten years ago, and they can read your story and say, hey, if that person got through it, so can I. Yes. And there's a lot of celebrating for kicking cancer, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and there's a lot of celebrating about the fact that the premature child is now going home and, is, and, and you know, is now eight or is now 15. So I think there is a lot of benefits for the decisions we've made in our service. Um, and I, again, to highlight you know, the lack of ads, so you're not going to hear about what was in your last e-commerce cart or what your friends think about a certain um, political policy or yeah. or how they were affected by something else that has nothing to do with the patient or caregiver. I think we want to keep it pure for CaringBridge. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have a very strong and trusted brand, and that's really important to us that we earn that trust. 
Are there any ways that we can help? I know that you said that your site is uh, funded mostly by donations. So can anyone make a donation? And uh, if you don't necessarily um, have the monetary funds to help, are there other ways to help? Do you accept any volunteers or just any way that we can contribute? Thank you for that question. I appreciate it. I, the number one thing I think we really want people to do is that when you know someone who is suffering from a illness, and they need their community to please suggest us. Um, because the more and more people who use the service, the more and more I think humanity will show its face. Because we believe in people, mm-hmm. we believe in the power of their ability to help others, and people need to use it for them to feel that. So that's yes. the number one thing to do. Please, please share that we exist for someone who you think might need it. Um, and, and a lot of people already know us, so sometimes it's the prompting that gets people to actually use the service and understand the magic. I think the second thing is I do want to share a little bit about our, our business model because we're a bit unique from other nonprofits. Um, 90% of our revenue comes from individual people who say, I use the service, I found value in it, and I want to make a donation to you. So we rely on... All those donors, and there's about, last year there were 99,000 people who, who said that to us and said, we see the value and we want to make a donation. And they're making small donations. And all of that adds up to our ability to deliver this service for free without ads. And so if you feel inclined to want to support us, that would be awesome. But the number one thing you can do is please refer us to somebody who really needs the service. And we'll definitely do our part. <laughs> so do you do any um, outreach for volunteers? Because one thing that I saw on the site was a page where um, you can give people hands on if you want to raise funds for the site or different things like that. Thank you for that. I, I, yes. So we, we have lots of volunteers all around the country who we created a location for them on the site. It's called the Amplifier Hub. And it's the location where they can print brochures and about what Caring Bridge is, and they take them to their local hospitals and give them to the front desk and say, will you share this in your patient support area where they give brochures about other services that a patient or a caregiver may need. And so we have a lot of people who do that. We also have a lot of people who do sort of individual fundraisers for us as well. They'll do a run or a, a bake sale or all different versions of those kinds of fundraisers and, and share with us the proceeds. So. A lot of volunteers make our service possible, and they're also a very important part of what we do. But yes, thank you for reminding me of that. I think it's important to give people, you know, options as to how they feel like they can give back in many different ways, because most of us want to, we just don't know necessarily what to do. So we might need that little prompt and and the suggestion. So that's why I definitely wanted to get that out there. Yeah, you know, we we also find that our authors are so grateful for the person that referred us. You know, I wasn't thinking I was going to use CaringBridge, and my friend told me, and then I did, and I realized how powerful it can be. Mm-hmm. So we are really, um, we've really heard that from the people who author a site, that it's it's very useful to them. Do you see any um, patterns of the kinds of people that use your site, or do you see particular illnesses over and over? Like for the one person that I was aware of, she had a congenital heart condition. Mm-hmm. Um, the other person, as I had mentioned, had cancer. So there are there all kinds of different health journeys, or are there more that stick out than others, or That's in larger a, numbers? That's a great question. Thank you. There's a lot of people who use it for cancer and cardiovascular issues, mm-hmm. but of course, there's also a lot of people who use it for 
pediatric issues because that's a relationship where there's naturally a caregiver. Mm-hmm. In, in most cases, the caregiver is the one authoring, and that's an adult or a parent. So those are kind of the three very high ones. But one of the things we've spent a lot of time thinking about is, can our service be a location that destigmatizes some kinds of health states that mm-hmm. allows people to activate their communities in ways they need it even more? So a really great example is mental illness, alcoholism, um, those kind of chronic health issues really need the support of their community, those Mm -hmm. folks. And we have seen a growing number of the use of CaringBridge for those kinds of health conditions. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like that because sometimes it's really hard to ask for help when you're in certain kind of health states. Yeah. And when you, when particularly those, for those kinds of health states, it's really important that you don't feel alone. Yes. I was going to say, they can be very isolating. Yes. And and that's what we want to do is minimize both the isolation and the stigma that goes with certain health conditions. And so Mm -hmm. we invite people who have those kind of conditions to also use our service, even though it's a smaller number right now, we'd love for more more and more people with different kinds of health conditions Mm -hmm. to use our service. I could see it definitely being awesome for um, people with Alzheimer's and dementia. My last yes, show, yes. as a matter of fact, was about brain health, and I had an expert on talking I about that. I listened to it, yes. Oh, great. Yep. And I, you know, and thinking about this site, it's like, this could be an awesome way of people coming together to collect memories about this person that, that they can look back on it and utilize it in so many different ways for that person as well. You know, what, what I thought about when I listened to your last episode is a lot of people think that CaringBridge is for the patient, but 63% of people who author a CaringBridge site is a caregiver. Yes, and, and they, they also really deal, need help and support. Yes, mm-hmm. They also need to make sure that they can make sense of the chaos and that they don't feel isolated mm-hmm. and they get they get enough help from their community because mm-hmm. social support is so important on health journeys for the patient mm-hmm. in determining their better health outcomes but it's also really important as a way to take care of the caregiver yes and it's a I don't want to just dismiss it as quick but it's an easy way for them to get out to people what they need because as in the role as a caregiver that role is already consuming so much of your time and energy yes. that you don't you don't have the time in the day to take 50 calls from people exactly. asking how is so-and-so they can just go there and make it easy for the caregiver to even put out that information yes exactly yeah and we are always thinking about both the patient and the caregiver as we design the program and as we try to provide helpful tips for both of those groups but you know that we do believe that the community also has a responsibility to respond and you know we're humans and I believe in in the good of humanity as I mentioned so I think they will respond we just have to make it easier for caregivers and patients to articulate the need. And I think you guys do that, and you do it so beautifully. So I definitely recommend for all of our listeners, check out the caringbridge.org. Do it today. If you don't feel like that you need it right now, trust me, at some point, someone you know is going to be in a position where they need this kind of support, and that could even be you. So I want to give my heartfelt thanks to you, Luana, for spending time with us today. I have even more of an appreciation for it for what you guys do. So thank you for spending time with us. Do you have any parting words for our listeners? Well, we just want to say thank you for using the service for everyone who's using it. And thank you to our donors. And I thank you so much for inviting me to spend some time with you. You're more than welcome. 
Hopefully our listeners will be motivated to make a donation to this wonderful cause. Even if you can't support financially, as Luana has said, please help spread the word. Because like I said, you never know when someone that you know is going to need it or if that person can even be you. As we've stated, an illness can be a lonely and isolating thing to go through. But no one has to be alone through this great service. You can have all the love, prayers and support that you need. A link to Caring Bridge will be in the podcast description for this episode. So once again, Luana Ohala, thank you so much. And we will definitely be in touch. And I just, in my mind, I'm thinking about ways that we can help here on the podcast. So I look forward to being in touch with you in the future. Thank you so much. Sounds great. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The 13th Annual Podcast Awards are just a couple of months away. And guess what, you guys? You can nominate Get Happy with Jay. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider visiting this website, podcastawards.com, anytime between July 1st through the 31st. And I believe you can even vote for us as often as you like. Being nominated will bring attention to the podcast and help to grow our audience. And that's what it's all about. We're really trying to spread the word. Find Get Happy with Jay under the health category. Again, the website to visit to nominate this podcast for an award is podcastawards.com. And a link for that will also be provided in the description for this show. Also, you guys, contest time is coming soon. I'm going to be giving away a gift basket full of books, clothing, and other goodies and treats to celebrate our upcoming 49th episode, just because I happen to be 49. And we're already at 42, so the contest is literally around the corner. Until next time, you guys, do something to make yourself happy. Remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care. Bye-bye.